Ferrier Special 2015, Mexico's first major international air show. What is Mexico looking for? This is the Defense Aviation Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to Defense Aviation Podcast. I'm your host, Larkins D'Souza, founder of DefenseAviation.com. You'll find all the aircraft companies mentioned in this podcast and also the discussions at DefenseAviation.com forward slash episode 2. Today, we have Ronnie Sereno to talk about the Mexico's first international air show. Welcome back to the show, Ronnie. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on again, Larkins. We had Ronnie on the last episode where we talked about the Indian Rafale deal. Today, we're going to discuss about Feria Aerospatial 2015, which took place in Mexico on April 22nd to the 25th. Ronnie, could you tell our listeners about this air show? The air show in Mexico is uh, is one of the first major event, uh, first major international air show in Mexico. While this air show ain't as big compared to Paris Air Show, Dubai Air Show, and uh, Aero India, for example, but... They had the big players down there for this air show, like uh, Boeing, Airbus, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, Honeywell, IEI, Russian Helicopters, and a few others that made a big appearance, and some of them were also big hosts there. The main attractions that also appeared there was the the CH-47F Chinook, the AT. T6C trainer slash uh, close air support aircraft and the Bell 407 GT, which is really based off the Bell 407, um, uh, I mean, A70, which was canceled back in 2008, but it's sold pretty well in other countries like Iraq, for example. Some uh, some other aircraft that also appeared there was like the Mexican-made uh, Pegasus EP-210 made by Oaxaca Aerospace, which also made a, a nice appearance there too. And a few other companies like USTI uh, showed off their UAV MX-1, and Hydra Technologies showed off their Ificulta E4, uh, E4 UAV. What was the main thing Mexico was seeking at this air show? The biggest things that Mexico is seeking at the air show right now and for the current upgrades is more additional transport aircraft. They're looking at they're still looking at getting more smaller transport aircraft such as the C295. Uh they just was the first uh operator to buy the C295W which the Mexican Navy just gotten recently they're also looking at getting reconnaissance and surveillance aircraft like um they bought some of the beechcraft king air 350s last year and they also expanded some more on that this year more helicopters the biggest deals like they did last year was buying more blackhawks and they just bought five more earlier this year and a According to some of my sources, that they're looking to buy up to 14 to 24 with an additional 60 to 70 more coming up around 2018 to 2024. And uh, and one thing, too, is uh, trainers is also becoming a big buy. Like recently, they just bought the Grob uh, G120, uh, G, yeah, TP, and they're looking to get 15 more of those, uh, 15 more Grobs, 120 GPs. I mean TPs. Sorry about that. And another big uh, deal that's going on too is UAVs, which is also becoming a major uh, 
major effort for the Mexican military too. But the two, but the uh, the few things that they're also looking at too is I just found out is that the CH fifty three Yasar two thousands were are being retired this year. So they're looking at the CH-47S as a possible replacement. Here in the states, that they're going up to four to they're looking to buy four to six Chinooks, and with a possible buy of a few more in the near future. Another possible buy is the A400M by Airbus. They're looking to buy up to two to four of those aircraft to uh, back up their C-130 fleet. Also, about the C-130s, they're also looking at buying three C-130Js to complement their um, older C-130 fleets. I already mentioned about the Blackhawk. I also just found out by the Boeing deal is that they're off, uh, Boeing's offering them over, a, I don't know the specific number on it, but it's probably going to be around probably 14 to 28 uh, AH-6Is, which would make Mexico probably be the third customer for it since Saudi Arabia and Jordan just ordered a few of them. So far, and well, and the AT-6 is also on the, on the buying list since Mexico is looking to replace their PC-7s. So they're looking up to like 60 and 70 of those aircraft. And so far, they bought around 24 to 28 T-6Cs for trainers and, and, low, and close air support aircraft too. That's inter- interesting, Ronnie. Now that we know the main objective behind the, this air show, what were the main companies present in the air show? The main objective for the air show is to show off Mexico's current aerospace industry and also the boosts international and foreign sales of, of aviation and space technology in Mexico too. Well, a lot of people don't know is that Mexico used to make their own aircraft a lot back in the day, even had their own space program, and which they even developed rockets. They even put pros to build rockets and stuff to send to space back in the 60s and 70s which was called the Cone Project or Cone Program. However, that project, along with the aerospace projects, died out in the 1960s and 1970s thanks to um, Mexican governments, mostly the PRI, mismanaging funds. A lot of things just in financial situations just brought Mexico industries and everything else down to its knees. Definitely back in the 1980s, uh, into the early 1990s. It was until the uh, early 2000s that the Mexican aerospace industry kind of got back up to its feet. You have um, Bombardier down there. That's also forgot that that's one of the major companies too. Also got a factory in Quantatero, Mexico. Uh, you got MD Helicopters that's in uh, Monterey, near Monterey, Mexico. Uh, Boeing has also got a shop down there making aircraft parts for air, uh, Boeing Air Airlines. I mean, not airlines, but Boeing aircraft. And Airbus is also building up. Is also stated that they're building a factory down. Well, they got a factory in Quantatero, but they're now the, they're going to expand on building more helicopters. There was supposed to. Uh, I know back in the mid 2000s that mill was also planning to build a planning to build a factory there in southern mexico but it was scrapped due to political issues but slowly but surely that uh the mexican aerospace and indigenous prospect domestic and stuff are also gaining ground too like uavs mexico is also one of the biggest uav makers and in latin america which is to a lot of people is surprising but they have released like some like uh they have released some aircraft like the Ificota 
uh, the UAV MX-1, and other projects that has also been appearing in the Mexican military and other government agencies in Mexico. That, along with along with aerospace aside, space technology is also on the on the ground uh, rising up too. Mexico has also got some satellites that was shown and was talked about the air show, like the Demios two satellite. And the Centenario satellite. There is also plans that Boeing's also offering them, offering them a satellite too, but no word if that's going to be a military or a commercial satellite. So far, those details are limited on that Boeing satellite. But Demios two and Centenario satellite will be probably launched this year. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Centenario might be re- uh, launched to space this month. No. Let's talk about the Mexican fighter dilemma. The Mexican fighter dilemma uh, so far has just been very controversial. According to some of my sources and stuff, nothing was talked about the issue. However, one of my sources also stated that that the Mexican Air Force is looking to buy 24 fighters around the 2018-2024 period. They could also be boosted up to uh, 36 to 48 more in the near future. But as now, there was nothing state which ones, which company, uh, I mean, which aircraft they're looking at. But like I said, Boeing and Saab was also the major players down there too at the air show. So it could mean the Super Hornet. And and the Gripen's also a possible candidate, and also the Eurofighter, since uh, Airbus and uh, which Ed's Ed's and Euro- Airbus is working together a lot. But the Gripen deal isn't really new. The Mexico has always been interested in the Gripen since the mid two thousands. The Mexican Navy almost bought the Gripen back in two thousand six. However, Mexico just decided. I mean, the Navy decided to go with the. Uh, the SU-27 uh, SK, okay, SMK, SKM, I can't really think of the designation right off the bat, and, and a few SU-30s for their fighter and maritime defense. But in 2007, the deal was canceled because there was, um, there was some corruption behind it, other issues. So Mexican Navy decided to buy... Uh, the C-235 MPAs instead. Another, so that was just, has been an ongoing dilemma. I know that Mexico was, is also interested in F-16s since 2008. I know the F-16 Block 50 and 52 models are also being looked at. However, Lockheed Martin never showed up for the event, which was kind of very odd since everybody else was there. But it's possible that Mexico probably had dropped the F-16 from the, uh, for the future expansion for their fighter fleet since F-16 production might be going out of uh, service probably in a few years. That's why I probably don't want to be caught up like what happened to the F5 ENF series like back in the 1980s which which they currently fly. There was plans to upgrade the F5 ENFs and overhaul them for like 2 or 3 million dollars, but it looks like it's been scrapped cuz I haven't heard really nothing much about the deal. There was other companies that's been offering them fighters uh lately too like the IEI is also offering them the Kefir Block 60s, but it looks like that ordeal has went out the door too. Like I said, the major three players is the the Super Hornet, the Gripen, and uh, and possibly the Eurofighter. But the Eurofighter is my guess, so I'm not I'm not so that's my assumption, but it's possible. And I do know 
one of my sources also told me uh, a couple of years ago that uh, that Mexico was also flying. These Mexico sent pilots to the to, uh, to France to fly the Rafale. So that could be another uh, a possibility too. Definitely, since the Rafale deal is kicking up storm now with the latest with Qatar buying 24 Rafales with another 12 possibility on the buy list. But so far. It's not really considered, uh, I mean, the fighter deal is not really considered a big deal right now. And they're probably just going to be waiting out probably till 2018, 2024. But like I said, there was a couple issues. Like earlier this year, there was like a, an incident where even though it was accidental, but a pilot accidentally bumped into hijacking. Uh, like an anti-hijacking alert system and it warned the Mexican Air Force to send their fighters up. But the Mexican fighter force right now is just not that great. There's only five operational F-5s in service and most of them are based in Mexico City at Santa Lucia. And some are sent down to Bahia Capanche uh, near the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, I can't pronounce it right. Because that area has always been a, a very vital source for Mexican oil. And you have the uh, Laguna Verde nuclear power plant there. And other industries are also building up there. But the FIs, they're very they're old. They haven't been overhauled. There's not been really much any upgrades to them. There has been a number of upgrades such uh, from Northrop Grumman and IEI, but nothing sporadic. Nothing has been gone forward. I know there was... And then you had additional purchases of, I mean, additional proposals to get additional FIs from like Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, uh, Jordan, and Taiwan. And South uh, South Korea also offered them FI A and Bs, but none of them just been successful. What's the doctrine of the Mexican Air Force? What are they looking for? Well, the doctrine of Mexican military in general has been mostly defense, but lately they've been it's been about humanitarian and disaster relief. So they've been focusing on transports and helicopters for the long uh, for the long run since the since the 1994 Chiapas conflict. That was just a turning point because back then, before the Chiapas conflict happened, Mexican helicopter fleet was was small and uh, when the Chiapas war happened in 1994 and with the EZLN rebel groups uh, storming towns in Oaxaca kind of pretty much woke up the Mexican Air Force and since they had to rely on helicopters from not only from the Mexican Navy even though the Mexican Navy played hardly any part in the in the Chiapas conflict but they had to rely on Pemex oil companies they had to rely on police helicopters and they had to rely on civilian helicopters. So, and only uh, had government helicopters too. So that's what they've been mostly focused on on the helicopters from either Russia, uh, like the Mi-8, Mi-17s. They also bought the Mi-26, which was pretty much a white elephant uh, because one of them crashed, another one pretty much became a uh, um, a sad display. A statics display, I mean, and in MI2s, but the MI2s became, were pretty much worthless to the Mexican military. On the United States, they bought the Blackhawks, they bought the, the 214s, the Bell 214s, the 212s. They also got the 70 UH, uh, I mean, 70 UH1H Hueys they got for free from the Mexican military, I mean, from the U.S., but the helicopters were so much in bad shape is that they later retired the helicopters and just sent them back. They said it was just, there were limits, pretty much. I, it's, the 
that deal has always been extremely controversial. But lately, since then, they also bought some European-made choppers, too, like uh, the EC-725s for transport and even sort of like an assault gunship. But lately, from EC-725s, from what I'm hearing, is that Mexico will not be buying any more of those helicopters because they have been proved to be unpopular. And now they're just focusing all most of their attention on um, on Blackhawks. Definitely since the news just a few days ago, a, bla- uh, a Cougar, the EC-725 Cougar that was trying to intercept a drug cartel convoy was shot down by an RPG uh, near uh, Guadalajara. That also puts the uh, puts a lot of doubt into uh, the EC-725. Even though Mexico will be building the EC-725s in Mexico, but they won't be not they will not be buying them for their military at all. But the main doctrine of, like I said, the main doctrine has been also the drug war. The drug war in Mexico has been a um, a, a big black bulge into the into the Mexican government and military right now, and. I mean, big big black blotch, I mean, sorry about that. And that's why Mexico is investing into a lot of transport and helicopter uh, force to combat the drug cartels and stuff. But since that incident now, uh, like I said, on that cougar incident, is that Mexico now is investing into gunships and, and possibly attack helicopters. And that probably going to be additional UAVs. Because UAV has always been really crucial for the uh, Mexican military, especially the Air Force and Navy, against the drug cartel. But the 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 main problem with the Mexican military in general, uh, with their doctrine, is that a lot of people, especially the older guard, like the generals, are still stuck in back in the 1960s and 1970s mindset. Most don't believe in precision guided munitions. Some don't. They don't even believe in self-defense systems like uh, flares, chaff, uh, ECM gear. So that's why most of the Mexican military equipment doesn't lacks that. It lacks that equipment at all. So hopefully, since that Cougar incident, maybe a lot of things will change about that. Because before then, Mexico just been relying on machine guns and rocket i mean rocket pods and bombs and hopefully that like i said hopefully that mindset is will change and since that since that might be changing that they might be they might order additional like fighters attack helicopters gunships lift aircraft which is, has been totally delayed for some years since the AT33s were retired back in 2007 and additional AT6Cs but the main priority has always been transports and helicopters for the last almost 20 years in the near future is that we'll see how that works out because it's been going on for the last 30 years is that Mexico wants to expand into the peacekeeping role around other nations. And as so far, what I read is that Mexico has sent some of the officers to uh, UN peacekeeping missions in Africa. So they're looking to explore that role in peacekeeping. So before then, Mexico was pretty much an isolated country. They kind of just want to stay out of everybody else's wars and everybody else's problems. So, but with Mexico becoming a emerging market and emerging power, which is well, sort of pretty much a regional power, even though they lack a great military, but they're becoming more of a a big economic power in Latin America. A lot, 
which is right behind Brazil. It looks like Mexico wants to broaden their horizons with, with their economic and security and political power in, uh, in both regional and international roles. Another thing in the future, too, is Latin America, like I said, Central America and South America is also becoming a critical issue again, too, even though it has been dormant, dormant since, uh, I mean, dormant since the 1980s. Uh, other countries such as Colombia and Venezuela and Panama and Nicaragua has been, Nicaragua and Colombia, Venezuela, is that there's still a lot of ongoing issues going on. And it could also affect Mexican security, too. And lately, from the last couple of years, is that Russia and China is also looking at uh, building bases in, uh, in Nicaragua. And that lately, China is also funding the Nicaraguan Canal Project, too, which is up to $50 billion. But Venezuela has also been another thorn to Mexican security and into the government lately, too. Like earlier this year and sometime last year, um, a Venezuelan uh, intercepted and shot down uh, Mexican bu uh, business jets. It's unclear what the reason was, why they shot it. That, well, it's unclear what the reason why they shot it down, but some people were killed off that during that incident. And that's the reason why Mexican government and Venezuelan government hasn't been that great in relations for the last few years. Definitely after since going back with Hugo Chavez, but, but since Chavez died from cancer back in 2011, if I remember correctly, uh, and then you have Maduro taking over as president and leadership of Venezuela. It's just been kind of going downhill for a while. Another issue with the Central American issue uh, going on with Central America, too, and a lot of people don't know, too, is that uh, Mexico has also been protecting Belize, which is uh, which is south of Mexico. Uh, it borders Mexico. It's right next to Guatemala. they also been protecting their airspace lately, and that's why sometimes you see PC-7s being used as air defense fighters. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is weird, but... I'll get on, I'll talk to you about that. And sometimes F5s. But the other issues that's been going on with the Central America that's been concerning Mexico has been some of the governments are also in battle with drug cartels too, mostly from Mexico, since both the Mexican military has been forcing the cartels out of Mexico. And some of them is now setting shop up in Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Costa Rica. So it's pretty much the Central America has been pretty much like a, like a, a cheese, lettuce, pretty much like a hamburger, while the buns been Mexico, United States, and South has been uh, Panama and Colombia. So that's just kind of uh, coming to concern because who knows the governments might be might fall to these drug cartels and might start problems with Mexico, and which could bring Mexico getting involved in those countries. A lot of people think this stuff is really unrealistic and it will not happen, but who knows? Crazier times happened before. I mean, crazier things happened before in the past. In Mexico... Back in 1959, Mexico and Guatemala 
has been uh, almost went to total i mean not total war but almost went to war over like sea rights and land and border issues after uh guatemalan air force p-51 mustangs struck at mexican fishing boats back in 1959 that's why mexico uh, almost uh deployed their p-47s f which back then were called f-47s and t-28s along with DC uh, DC-3, C-47s, as a retaliation measure against the Guatemalan Air Force. But they were called back at the last minute and decided to work it out political. But the still, while that happened in 59, the threat still kind of remains. Now, like I said, you got the cartels. You still got issues like Nicaragua. Now they were talking about buying uh, like up to 24 MiG-29s, but it looks like that was being discounted. But there's still a lot of ongoing issues uh, that could affect the Mexican security in the near future. That's another reason why Mexican, milit- uh, Mexican Air Force and Mexican Navy is looking to build up their um, uh, not only transport fleets, helicopter fleets, but also their fighters lift and close air support aircraft. And along with that, you had armor vehicles and warships are also on the planning stage, too. What would be the future of the Mexican military and aerospace development? The Mexican aerospace development in the future could be expanding to larger aircraft in the future, such as could be transport, could be commercial aircraft, which are probably, uh, I would probably be saying light or smaller medium type of air, medium type airline uh airliners or transport aircraft also general aviation aircraft like i do remember a few years ago a company did develop uh, i mean a company in mexico did develop something similar to a cessna i don't i can't think of the name right off the bat but that's pretty much that's gonna become the next probably the next step for the mexican aerospace is develop larger aircraft uavs especially will be more uh, enhanced you have they're also looking at male type uavs with uh for long-range surveillance to supplement their uh maritime patrol and, and even reconnaissance aircraft and i know hydro technologies uh was working is or was i think it's called the K-5 Kukum, uh, Kukumo or Kokuku or something like that, which is like um, it's similar to an Israeli, um, like a hunter UAV, but larger. But nothing has been said or heard of about that project for some years now. And and I know the MX-1 is also looking to challenge that uh, male-type UAV market, too, in Mexico. So that's also a possibility. Another factor into the aerospace is that a number of foreign companies like i said i already mentioned about airbus but iei israeli aircraft industries is also expanding and looking to broaden the horizon with domestic production too that's not only coming with uavs but radar systems space systems warships like missile systems possibly in the future since Mexican military has been looking at missile systems for a while, especially the Navy. But like I said, the general attitude, the drug war, the financial issues kind of put like a damper on that. So that's going to be a major boost for the Mexican for, uh, domestic market right there is that when IAI, because IAI and other uh, Israeli companies are known to work with domestic companies in other countries, like Azerbaijan and Turkey, sometime uh, before Turkey and 
and Israel kind of broke up back back in 2011. And you already know the familiarity with uh, Israeli and Indian working together on domestic and and uh, tag teaming projects too. But on the space market too, that's also expanding a lot too. Uh, satellites are also being de- uh, being made. It's not really kind of a new thing because Mexicans have also been developing some satellites for volcanic and agricultural and communication research for some back since the 1990s. But it will be expanded additionally into into more communications and more likely military, military surveillance and reconnaissance satellites and communications. Coming to the end of the episode, do you think this air show will continue every year or every two years in the future? Something just came to my mind. On a correction on the at the end of the air show, I forgot to mention that uh, one of the T6Cs uh, crashed in the air show, but both the pilots survived the crash. But one T6C was lost, and another one landed back and back at the base and put some major damage, but managed to make, make it back. I just want to throw that out, but it happened on the last day of the show during the acrobatic routine. On the status of the air show, from everybody I talked to, the air show has been king. It was very popular. Definitely with the airliner. I mean, Boeing also showed off their airliners too, like the 787. Now they're offering the seven six, the 777X and to the Mexican airliners down in like Aero Mexico, for example. But the air show in hand, it will be every two years, like Aero India, Dubai air show. So it's going to be the next air show appearance will be in 2017. So it's going to be every two years, like like the major air shows. Thank you for being on this episode, Ronnie. Thanks for having me on, and hopefully I'll be on again for future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find the show notes and the discussions at defenseaviation.com forward slash episode 2.